Good day, everyone, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. I'm your host, SLAS Scientific Director Marshall Brennan, and today we have Duncan Borthwick with us on the Cal podcast. Duncan comes to us from Solentem, a company based out of the UK working to revolutionize cell line development in the pursuit of new medicines such as vaccines and monoclonal antibodies. Solentem was recently awarded SLAS New Product Award, and we are so glad to have Duncan with us. Welcome, Duncan. Thanks, Marshall. It's great to be here. And thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Ah, really, the pleasure is all ours. And, you know, it was a really fantastic conference last week. And so being able to uh, see all the new products, Solentim's included, has just been fascinating. So I am going to start us off with the traditional SLAS challenge. Can you describe your day-to-day work or your company in 10 words or fewer? I had to prep for this one because I thought this, this was more challenging than winning the new products award at SLAS. So I've got, you can count the words here, I've got listening to scientists to make better tools to improve science. Or is that too cryptic? That's what I think my job is. You know, I like that because I immediately stopped and had to digest it. So now in more than 10 words, okay. tell us a little bit about what, what you and Solentum do. Um, I'm really interested in hearing more about uh, what your approach to uh, medicine discovery is. Yeah, so Solentum's very interesting. So it comes from a historically a imaging skilled, imaging technology company. And about 10 years ago, there's three founders, and they got very interested in this small area of the world, which is cell line development. And the workflow around that is in the drug discovery uh, research stage. And the scientists are asked to bring the whole process down to a single cell. And this is an FDA requirement. And the whole idea is that the cell is the factory producing the antibodies. And a better way to control the inherent variation in these cells is to take everything down to a single cell. And so the whole process is around getting that single cell and providing to the regulator evidence that that was a single cell at that time. Sounds like a small thing. Remarkably difficult. Cells are very small in high format dishes. And capturing that quality evidence is what the business is around. And since those 10 years, the company has expanded rapidly and and now has three main core technologies, which each has really revolutionized the appropriate stages in cell line development. So that's what we do here in the UK. That's awesome. So as I I take it, it's uh, Icon that is a product that was recognized uh, last week. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, that and uh, how that works? Yeah, so the, we have three instruments. So Cellmetric was born about 10 years ago, and that replaced what was called limiting dilution. So limiting dilution was pipetting up a low concentration of cells and dispensing them. So that method was one based on probability, and Cellmetric just got really good image quality to that. And then came along VIPS. VIPS was a single cell seeder born about three or four years ago. And again, that transformed that corner of the cell development And then the big question with cell line development is, which cells do you take forward to the next stage? So the stage after CLD is getting into amber flasks and big manufacturing decisions. So you have to pick the winning cell. And it's a big call. How would you pick the winner? And so what ICON is about is about measuring the productivity of individual cells and allowing scientists to pick, to make a better judgment of which one the winners are going to be at an earlier stage. So it's our third instrument, and it really kind of completes that whole cell line development story. That's awesome. How do you see this impacting the market? 
Who are your, your customers uh, primarily and what are, what are they doing? So it's a really nice community um, that's, we're in the therapeutic antibody area and the cell line development scientists, they're big projects that often start with a lot of plates, a lot of cells, and they're making decisions as we go forward and whittling down to the winners. And so that it's a very difficult corner of science because you have to really nail it in terms of the regulation. And so the scientists have been putting together a pack of evidence as to and detail the decisions as they go through this and ultimately put a big regulatory pack and say, I picked that single cell and this is the reasons why. So it's not only the science, not only the keeping the cells alive, getting really good cells working. So they have all the cell biology stuff. It's a lot of risk management, an awful lot of process management. And there's a huge amount of work goes into validating workflows. So it's a really complex area. So the, the more that we can contribute technologies to make it tighter in terms of the regulatory start and a lot quicker, a lot more confident and really bring the big number of plates down to a small number of plates. That's how we can really contribute um, to that community. So I'm going to ask a question on behalf of our listeners who may not know and secretly myself, because I am not as familiar with this. What's the, uh, the regulatory logic behind going down to a single cell? This seems like a whole lot of work to, yeah. to get ourselves to that workflow so I'm just curious about, you know, what, what's, what are the benefits uh, from that perspective? So it's, it's one driven by scalability and safety. So if you can think of the cell is the factory producing the antibody and whatever cell line you purchase or manage or deal with, there's inherent variability. And as you grow things up, you know, there's evolution mutations going on. So the, simply, if you can whittle it down to a single cell by which you then grow back up, that is dealing with variability. So it's employed as a method of drug safety because it's all about confidence and managing variation. So the more you can do to bring it down to this clinality stage, is got lots of wins. And also when you start growing it up, then the growth pattern should be more stable. So yes, there's, a, there's a huge amount of work in this area and it's tough, it's tough. <laughs> So just, just to be the devil's advocate, if we're talking about where I definitely appreciate uh, limiting variability because from a scientific perspective, that's always really great. But isn't that variability ultimately going to be reflected in the total organism? So are you at risk of manufacturing an uh, artificially invariable system? So the idea is so that your end product is the antibody. And so what they're looking for is stable, tighter, growth and survival of these cells as you get ramped up. So it's often you start with a, a large pool and there you can start to understand the dynamics of it. But it's picking these winners that you want to scale up, which will continue to grow <laughs> and will continue to scale up. And some of the decisions that are being required at an early stage, if you can imagine, here's like cells like to live with, uh, with each other, okay? And then you split them all up puts one poor cell at the bottom of a well, and funnily enough, they don't often like that. So we have a number of other supplements that come into that play. So there's a whole issue of just survival of these poor things, and then trying to encourage them to grow, and then encourage them to grow into flasks, which are shaking and growing and growing and growing. So the dynamics of the decision-making is very varied, and a lot about it is trying to understand which are going to be the winners, or maybe often which are going to be the losers, so you can get rid of those. 
So as you'll appreciate working in the lab, when you scale up, when you get, if you start at a 384 well, for instance, and you're scaling up and up and up and up, things get more and more and more expensive. The incubators get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if your boss is saying, right, you've got 12 projects to charge through, there's a lot of efficiencies that uh, are really required in this area. So that's driven some really smart, um, we like to think much smarter workflows, um, a lot more data-driven workflows. So the more you can understand about this, at an earlier stage, you know, there's, there's big wins to get the processes more efficient. Right. So it's about more about reining in the chaos than trying to answer a bigger question. Oh, I think you just, I'm going I'm to borrow that for my next brochure. There we are. Reining in the chaos. <laughs> Coming no, that's excellent. <laughs> you can have that one gratis. No, but this is really exciting. Uh, I mean, not, not in any small part because it sounds kind of like you're... Uh, uh, building comfy isolation chambers for cells. So, you know, I hope that they're, uh, you know, at least uh, comfortable enough to grow in those. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because especially when we're thinking about how we develop precision medicines, if we borrow a term from our keynote speaker last week, mm-hmm. um, we need to have, uh, you know, these sort of clear pathways to uh, nail down um, answers to our questions in a, a clean way. So what's, what's um, interesting to smell actually is that the, the cell line development process is now pretty well defined and the regulators trying to manage risk and safety in the process and so are the scientists and so are the technology companies you know we're all in this together and so we look at these the new big markets are coming along which is you know, cell therapies which are derived stem cell markets or you're manufacturing viral vectors which are therapy for instance there's a lot of workflow has been built up and they're asking the same questions. How are we going to manage this, the quality? How are we going to manage the regulatory aspect? And in each of these markets, they're looking back to the cell line development and saying, okay, that's a good format. So the conversations we're having now with the stem cell groups that are looking mm-hmm. to make therapeutic stem cells are identical to the conversations we're having five years ago with the antibody manufacturing companies. So the regulator you know, it's looking at this area saying, how can we control this? Here's a reasonable model to work off. So there's interesting echoes going into these new market areas. That's excellent. How has uh, the past year, you know, with COVID and the rapid uh, development of vaccines affected your business and how you think about these problems? Yes, it's <laughs> we've all been at home a lot. I mean, from a practical perspective, and this I don't know how often this is commented, you know, absolutely hats off, I would say, to our service team and our manufacturing teams. You know, we, we can talk about, you know, obviously a big boom time for biotech, but absolutely hats off to our service engineers, for instance, are deemed key workers because they're there to make sure the instruments that are making the medicines are still going. And there's inherent risks about traveling just now. Oh, my God. And not to mention disruption to family life, and then you come back and what tests and how you move around. So I would just like to kind of take the opportunity and just give a, you know hats off to those people who are traveling internationally. <laughs> Speaking to some of my colleagues this morning in corners of the world, wondering what tests they need to come back and how they're allowed to move around. So they've been doing that. And our manufacturing people again to it's been a great year from business. Um, but a really challenging year for manufacturing. So they've been working in very strange shifts. A lot of their supply chains have been disrupted. So behind the scenes, there's, you know, it's been a great year for biotech, clearly. Um, <laughs> or the, the headline, um, very difficult year for global health. 
and also just for individuals I'd say in the company, um, it's been really challenging for a lot of our staff. So thumbs up to them. Yeah, seriously. It's a great achievement to be able to continue operating at the capacity that you know Salentim has, you know, despite all these challenges. And I think you're right that that is uh, overlooked. So I will echo those thanks to the uh, workers both at Salentim and elsewhere who are facing similar challenges. All right. So to wrap this up a little bit, I want to just take a second and talk about your experience with the uh, SLES meeting last week. What was uh, your um, highlight of the meeting and uh, what were your key takeaways? Well, I hate to start with a dampener, but I didn't get my sunshine last week. We all look forward to SLAS. San Diego, January. Come on, guys. You know, sitting by the sea. It wasn't quite the same sitting here. But apart from that... <laughs> we, we, you do know that you can set a fun background for your, your Zoom, right? And just imagine it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we wish we could have had it in person in San Diego as well. Uh, no, I love SLA. It's echoed by all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's a really unique conference. And not only is time in the calendar, but I really get a feeling everybody goes with a lot of positivity. It's start of the year. It's sunny. It's such a showcase for amazing technology. And, you know, the whirring robots and the amazing machines, I don't know what half of them do, but it's, it's visually exciting. And I think the mixture of the kind of engineering technology and the science is always very stimulating. And I think what's, what's interesting in that is you really get, you know, the hardcore engineers meeting the scientists and go, oh, okay, I can understand your problem now and I can think of a technical solution to it. So I think that's what's unique about SLAS. But I, I think... I mean, these virtual conferences, you know, they're different. But I, I think I was really impressed with SLAS. I think the, the organizers worked extremely hard to keep the, the interaction between the people as real as possible. And a lot of the talks were absolutely brilliant. And you know, the whole virtual thing is not a format we all want to see forever. But I, I, I really think that some of the accessibility you know, benefits of being able to you know, go online and, and see these great talks. You know, I hope some of those aspects continue for the future. But yeah, bring back the sunshine, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, I try. I mean, it didn't help that uh, even here in Illinois last week, it was just snow and, and gloom the entire time. And so yeah. uh, I'm right there with you. I am uh, wondering to myself why, uh, as a remote worker, I don't uh, you know, have a, a cabana on the beach because you know, it's a missed opportunity. Next <laughs> So I, my last two questions are, are, are related. First is, is there any uh, last thoughts about uh, Slentum, Icon, your company, yourself, that you'd like to uh, share with the, the audience? And then where can they uh, go to find out more about you and your company and your products? Well, so you can go to slentum.com. And we certainly in the US, we have a, a US office and service and support staff all around. So it's an exciting time, I think, for these kind of processes. And as I mentioned, when we look at the stem cell area, and there's a lot of great technology coming out. Those are iPSC-derived therapies. And the question is now, okay, how are we going to approach the whole regularity? How are we going to control the quality and the safety? And there's been fascinating uh, discussions going on. And as I think I mentioned earlier, I really see there's a great synergy between the scientists doing the job, the regulators, you know, looking after the patients' ideas, the patients themselves and the technology companies that are, are, are all working together. And some of the conversations we've been having the last few months 
you know, everybody wants to find a good way forward. And we are presenting actually um, um, later on, if you go to xtalks.com and have a look for Salentum there, we are presenting a new kind of clinical-based workflow around stem cells, which is really kind of riffing off the work that we've done through the antibody market. So personally, I'm excited about new drugs coming onto the market and the accelerated timescales which these are being realised, which we, you know, we saw through the vaccine time um, of COVID. So exciting times. Well, thank you, Duncan, so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And so on behalf of uh, SLAS, uh, the New Matter podcast, and our listeners, thank you and congratulations again on your award. Thanks, Marshall.